Hello, Trojan fans. This is USCFootball.com publisher Ryan Abraham, and we have a very special treat for you this week. In addition to our normal Peristyle podcast, because this is signing day, we wanted to bring you an extra Trojan blast uh, that you can check out. We will post it up on PeristylePodcast.com, where you can always find our Peristyle podcast each and every week, and it'll also be on USCFootball.com. But basically, we wanted to bring you some extra audio, a bunch of quotes, uh, and audio from Pete Carroll from his press conference today. So he spoke for about 35 minutes or so. He, he gave a, a fairly long monologue on what was going on with the class, explained that it wasn't quite over yet, and he went through each player and kind of what he likes about him and what he's bringing to the table. And then afterwards, he answered a lot of questions from the media. This was all taking place at Heritage Hall on the USC campus. So we will give you that right now, the Pete Carroll audio from his press conference today. Again, if you want to check it out and check out other podcasts and stuff, you can always go to peristylepodcast.com. If you have any questions for us in the future you want to talk about on future podcasts, just email us, podcast at uscfootball.com. So here is Pete Carroll at his press conference today. Just wrapping up the bulk of what's going on in recruiting for us for this, uh, this recruiting season, um, it was a... Uh, Exciting, exciting night and day as it always is of uh, all of the action and things going on. Um, we have put together a, a, a diversified class um, that met that we needed to get more guys on defense and on offense. We were able to get that done. Um, I think that I say diversified because the, the guys that are in this class are such dynamic football players and they, they have so much ability to, to add so much to our football team that we're really excited about it. Um, you know, with the if you look at our roster and how it, you know, it shifted this year with all of the offensive guys coming back and the defensive guys uh, you know, more so leaving, um, we really felt the need to, to find uh, the, the linebackers and the, out, and the defensive ends uh, in particular um, and, and also make sure that we're, we, ha we address the issue of, of uh, the, the age of our guys that are playing our, our safety positions. Um, and we were able to, to hit that in a big way. Um, uh, so there's, you know, overloaded on the, on the defensive side. Offensively, um, you know, when you start off with the, with the best player in the country, at quarterback and, and Matt Barkley, and he's already here in school, it's an extraordinary uh, boost to your class and, and uh, a great starting point. And we're you know, thrilled to have Matt here, and he's working and going to be a big part of what go, goes on in spring football, and we'll be right in the thick of the quarterback competition uh, that, that's obviously at hand and we, that we understand. Um, just I'm going to do it. Uh, just kind of talk about the offensive guys first, and then we'll go back to the other side. Um, talk about Matt, um, the, the the receiver that comes into us from Birmingham High School. Devon Flournoy is an extraordinarily dynamic receiver in that he's a big play guy with great speed, makes all kinds of plays, and a terrific kick returner as well. Um, has made plays on defense throughout. And when I say dynamic, I think of these guys. So many of these guys crossed over and did so many things in their playtime that uh, we, we want him as a wide receiver. We want him at our, at our Z spot. Um, and and uh, so we're really pumped about him. He's a track guy, very, very fast, an explosive kid on, uh, on the football field and on film. Um, I had the good fortune to see him in person uh, throughout his career, and, and uh, I've always loved the way this guy plays. Uh, Kevin Graff is a guy that uh, is a big kid that's been around our program for years. He came to our camps. I think he was coming to the eighth grade camps uh, when he was about in fourth grade. He was such a big kid. And he's been around us forever. His family is an SC family. His brother played here. His father played here. Uh, just offensive linemen uh, from the day they were born. And uh, uh, Kevin is a great kid. He's playing basketball for, um, you know, for uh, Agora now. And, and uh, we, we expect him to, to come in here as a tackle. 
Um, he's one of the most complete players that we've had at the offensive line at this early age, and I think a, that a great deal of credit goes to uh, his coaches, of course, but his upbringing with his family and in our camps and everything, he's really, really well-equipped and could vie for the best kid at his position uh, up against anybody you can see in the country, so we're really thrilled about him. John Martinez comes in to us uh, from Utah, uh, a, a kid that we're going to play at center. John was a, the guy that grabbed our attention early on because he's an extraordinary effort guy. He played very much like uh, Jeff Byers did when, when he captured our attention a long time ago and uh, in that he finishes and runs downfield and makes hits and uh, shown great versatility in playing all the different spots on the O-line. But we've talked to uh, John from the beginning about coming in here and being a center for us, and, and he's, he's championed the cause. Uh, he was the number one guard in the country on some scales. Uh, you know, th throughout this, this recruiting preparation, he's a great kid and, and a very, very tough, tough hombre. So we're, we're really fired up about him. Uh, Simeone uh, is, our, is the first time in a while we've really been able to hit a fullback, and uh, we're, we're thrilled about getting that done. Um, Simeone is Simeone is a guy that played a lot of defense as well as playing uh, in the running back spot, and as a, a true fullback in his high school program. He was a kid that was a nose tackle at, at one school, transferred schools, and. and uh, uh, when, when their coaches found out that he could run really fast and then he was a really versatile athlete, they made him a running back, and he just kind of blasted on the scene, scene in one year's time. Uh, Kenny found him out there in, uh, in the islands when he was out recruiting, and, and uh, we fell in love with, with Simi. And, and so he's coming in truly as a fullback for us. Um, it's, we've had a hard time finding guys that really fit the, the bill, and we're anxious to do that, but uh, Simi is one of those guys. So um, uh, he, he's going to come in with, with an opportunity to, to do that, of course. <coughs> And, uh, and also be a special teams kid because of all of the good work he's, he's had as a linebacker as well. So, excellent kid. Um, to finish off on that side of the ball, I think anytime you, you have the good fortune to get a kicker and a punter combined, it's an enormous uh, uh, advantage for us. Um, Jake Harfman is, is that guy that comes to us, uh, Mount Sac College, uh, junior college. We're hoping that, that he'll be able to, you know, he will definitely compete for all of those uh, those duties from kickoffs to the place kicks to the punting, uh, but he, what we do know is Jake has an enormous leg, and very much as we've gone uh, grown accustomed with David Beeler and the, the big booming kicks, uh, Jake does all of that. So uh, at least we, we know that he's going to come in and do that, and then he's going to vie for the, the place kicking duties and also the punting uh, job that's there. So uh, we're really fired up about that. That's a great boost to our special teams, and I know uh, Coach Schneider's really pumped about it. So um, we're real pleased with that one. On the other side of the ball where we needed this emphasis, we, we needed the numbers. Uh, you know, we lost a number of kids that, that played a lot of football for us and uh, the linebacker spots and also outside at the, the rush spots. Um, that we, we went hard there. Um, the first guy, in talking about a dynamic football player and athlete, um, uh, L.A. Jordan High School, James Boyd, is an extraordinary kid. I don't know how much you guys know about him, but uh, to know that he was a, 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 an, you know, an MVP player in his league as a quarterback but he also caught passes and ran the football and played receiver and tight end uh, at different times in their offense and was an extraordinarily effective defensive end uh, and rusher. And, and he, uh, they spotted him in everywhere you can think of. And he's leading his conference in, in scoring right now, leading the city, I think, in scoring and rebounding uh, in hoops. He's a, just an extraordinary all-around athlete. We've never had a guy that could do that much that's coming in here to play at the defensive end spot. So you know, I, I look back and think of all of the guys we've had that have played so well and to try and think of Kenichi being a quarterback, you know, or, or Lawrence Jackson being, a, you know, a leading scorer, you know, in basketball. Uh, this is a very, very skilled athlete, and, and uh, we're really pumped about him, uh, that, that, that he's coming with us and, and looking forward to uh, all the things that he brings. A very, very well-rounded athlete. Uh, Kevin Green is a, is a guy that we have recruited um, 
uh, out of San Francisco. Um, Kevin is a guy that's played um, a defensive end spot. Uh, we've uh, seen him run very, very fast. He's got great speed uh, and, and size. He could play defensive end and outside linebacker. He has that kind of uh, a body type at uh, 6'3", uh, 230, 70 is. He could play both those spots. We're going to uh, see how he fits in uh, wherever it, it best suits him. But we're really excited about him because he runs so fast and gets up the field rushing the passer, and you never have enough guys that can do that. So... Uh, uh, Kevin's also a basketball player and a really good one at that and, and, uh, um, and, and a kid we're real fired up about. Uh, Patrick Hall is one of the most diversified athletes, dynamic kids you can imagine. He can play everything. We saw him years ago uh, as, from uh, St. Bonaventure as a linebacker. It's the first time we ever saw him. He was an undersized linebacker at the time as a sophomore. Uh, but it showed all of the instincts about and knows for the football and the savvy that great football players have. He's been a running back, a receiver. Uh, he's played uh, safety and linebacker and corner. He's done all of that. He's a tremendous kick returner. And, and so Patrick is a guy that, that really comes in. To, to We want to see him on the defensive side of the ball, but we, it won't take us long to uh, continue uh, to find ways and experiment with him <clears throat> in terms of getting the ball in his hands. Uh, one of the fastest kids that, that, that we've seen uh, in, in a long time, and, and uh, so we're really fired up about Patrick. Uh, the next guy from Las Vegas is Torrin Harris, a uh, cornerback um, that, uh, that is in the, 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 the mold of uh, uh, Kevin Thomas and, uh, and uh, Terrell Thomas, tall, long, uh, long-levered kid, real fast, ran 10-6 uh, uh, as a junior last year, so he's got great speed. Uh, in, in, of course, in his offense and in, in, on his team, he played uh, uh, running back and caught passes, returned kicks, a lot of big plays on the defensive side, uh, turning the ball over with interceptions and things. I mean, just just a, a really, really gifted all-around athlete. So, again, he's one of those guys that can do a lot of stuff. We're going to feature him as a corner. He's, he, he looks perfect. Um, <clears throat> Let me see. I think I'm one guy. Um, yeah, I want to talk about uh, Byron Moore um, from from right here in Narbonne High School. Is also going to come in and play cornerback for us. Uh, uh, Byron was another guy that did everything. He played all over the football field for his team. He's got great ability, uh, great speed. Uh, a dynamic football player, scores touchdowns from everywhere, catches passes, runs out of the backfield, uh, safety and corner in, in, in high school, and, and uh, uh, we think is an, an extraordinarily gifted kid uh, that. Uh, gives us great diversity. He can do all of the things uh, that, that you want a, a terrific football player to do. So uh, he's a big get for us. <clears throat> um, I'm going to stay with the DBs here. Uh, uh, next guy I got here is, is uh, a safety, uh, uh, TJ McDonald from uh, Edison High School up in Fresno. Um, this, is, this kid is, is just a prototype looking safety. He looks just like the guys we've had over the last few years. He's o over 6'2". He's 218 pounds already. Um, gifted football player, terrific student, great leader, uh, just just everything that you're looking for um, in, in the kind of kids that we've had before. Uh, his, his dad played here uh, at SC, Tim McDonald, and played uh, when I was coaching at, at the 49ers. Was a great um, uh, All-Pro safety in the NFL, and uh, and and interestingly, he's, they're just like the spitting image of each other. I mean, they're the same size and, and and stature and and playmaking ability and leadership qualities and all those things. It's, uh, that we're, we're just thrilled to get. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, next up, go up front, uh, the number one rated defensive end in the country, um, Devon Kennard, is an extraordinary football player. Uh, 
again, you know, you think of a defensive end, you know, you think of a guy just rushing a passer, he can, he can cover, he can rush, he's a great edge rush guy, um, he, he can play one-on-one -on -one coverage on, on tight ends and, and, and shadow receivers when he has to, he's played on the offensive side of the ball, just a gifted player uh, that, that has a tremendous upside and we think he's got a chance to help us uh, right away and, and be a factor in, in, uh, in our, the rush core from the beginning, uh, really excited about what he brings us. <clears throat> Um, uh, let me see here. Next, uh, next guy up is defensive tackle uh, Loney Van Gupo, um, Hebron, his nickname Loney. Uh, this is a kid that comes to us from uh, Mount Sac College, uh, um, junior college. Uh, very active football player, 320-pound um, kid, great size and quickness, really good uh, quickness at, at, at the line of scrimmage. Initial quickness is there, uh, the kind of explosion and playmaking ability that, that you love. I mean, it's you know coincidental that he, that opportunity opens up at the three technique with Feely taking off, and here comes another big 300-pound kid that can do and fit the bill. So um, we'll, we'll work him at both tackle spots, but we'd love to see him compete at that spot and see uh, how we could fit in. And, and uh, we see him as a pass rusher as well as a, as a run uh, a run defender, good run stopper. So uh, you know we love that he's got the girth already, and, and he's a very explosive player. <coughs> okay, next one up is. Uh, uh, let me jump into the linebackers here. Um, first kid, uh, a local kid um, from Dominguez High School, uh, Marquis Simmons, is a kid that uh, has been a star player for, for uh, uh, his school for a number of years, has been a leading tackler and a guy that just makes everything happen. An <clears throat> obvious penetrator, a guy that rushes, uh, blitzes very well. He's an outside backer uh, kind of speed guy to, to play for us, runs sideline to sideline, uh, a kid that we've watched grow up in the program and watched him for years, um, Melvin Simmons' um, um, little brother, uh, and, and uh, we've known the family for a long time, so we're very <coughs> excuse me, excited about Marquise coming in. Uh, obviously in the linebacker spot where we, we need uh, you know, this, this surge of uh, competition and, and uh, playmaking ability to step up with the guys taking off. Um, the, the next kid... Um, uh, from Columbus, Georgia, uh, Jarvis Jones uh, is an amazing football player. He's got great size. Uh, he, he's 6'3". Uh, he's 230-something pounds. He's uh, an all-around athlete, explosive, dynamic, an excellent basketball player. Um, might have a chance to play on the basketball team. I mean, he's that kind of an athlete that um, attacks and rushes up the field, is a great blitzer, a terrific cover guy. I mean, he's just, we're just ecstatic that we, that this, uh, we were able to get Jarvis. Uh, Todd McNair and, and Kenny uh, did a great job in recruiting him and, and, and uh, bringing him to us. We think he's going to have a chance to play and contribute and, and, uh, and, and vie for uh, playtime immediately when he gets here. Uh, he's, he's just perfectly statured uh, for that. <clears throat> Another really exciting player for us that we see as a, as a will linebacker uh, where Kaluka Maeva and, and Keith Rivers played for us. Frankie Telfort um, from Miami, Florida. It's the first kid that we've, we've uh, recruited from Miami. Um, Frankie is, a, is very, very fast. He ran under 4-4 a couple weeks ago um, in his workouts. Uh, he, he can... He's just so explosive and, and such a uh, feisty kid. Also, a kid that led their um, their football team as the, the play caller on defense. Made an, uh, has enormous understanding of, of defensive football and adjustments and stuff that would knock you out. Uh, like way, way beyond anybody we've ever talked to uh, about understanding how to make checks and audible and change defenses and talk like he's a like he's a, a, a you know. A, 
junior or senior in college and, 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 and maybe even more than that. So we're thrilled about him. A guy that wants to, wants to be a doctor, going to go to med school and, and, uh, um, and do some, some great stuff there as well. Um, so um, did I get them all? <clears throat> okay. I think that uh, what we have is just a, a really fast, um, versatile group of guys. Um, I think this, uh, what happened in this, this recruiting effort is we were surprised in, in a couple directions here. We were surprised a couple kids that we were recruiting thought we had a really good chance to get that for one reason or another, you know, wound, wound up going somewhere else. We were surprised that we were able to, uh, to land a couple of these kids from out of state, um, Jarvis and, and, and Frankie uh, um, and, uh, and a couple other guys we continue to recruit that are still out there um, yet to make their final decisions. Um, so that we're, we're in position to, again, put together a, a, a group of guys that will help this football team this year. And they're going to uh, not just add depth, but they're going to vie for playing time. And with the speed that we, that we covet so much, uh, can continue to help us in many ways in this football team. So um, it's, been a, uh, it's been a really good, tough, competitive uh, days here uh, in recruiting in both directions. And, and uh, I think we've been very fortunate. I think um, the guys that put it together, the in-close guys, uh, recruiting force, and the guys that did the, uh, the outreach stuff and the long-distance recruiting just, just worked like crazy and did a, a beautiful job. So, um, so there you go. Yes? It seems like there's a, nowadays, there's every day, every, every year, there's, there's a few more surprises uh, for everyone. Is that just the nature of the business? Is it, is it no, I think uh, it's it's been like this for for years. When you take shots at guys that are so good that uh, they can, you know, they have 30s and 40s you know, scholarships offers and offered to them, and they've got <coughs> coaches, you know, coming and going. Uh, it's hard to tell sometimes, you know, how it's going to wind up, and uh, you know, it goes in both directions. You know, and every year you, know, you never get all the guys that you want. You know, we we always are left wanting those, you know, three or four other guys that you wish you could have nailed. You know, in, in the process, and and uh, but it's it's also the three or four guys that you get from other schools they feel the same way about it you know and and, and so it it there's a you know there's kind of a give and take there that that you know that's just what, what happens in recruiting it's interesting that you know you can recruit all the way to the very end of the process and think things are going one way and you don't have a shot at a guy or you have a shot at a guy and it and it, if you keep working and you stay up late and you, you stay after it you know stuff happens you know and so uh um, this was a really competitive couple days here and and uh um, whereas we never are going to ever be satisfied when we don't get everybody that we want, but we uh, we know that we got a great class, and, and from top to bottom, this is an extremely competitive bunch of guys. Were you as surprised as everyone else seemed to be that <coughs> Teo went to Notre Dame? Um, it was it was part of the, you know his choices all along. He he visited there early, had a great visit and all, and, and uh, he liked that uh, the, the history of the program and all that for you know, quite some time. So uh, they were always in it, you know, and and. Um, you know that was a, he's a great player, and we you know we battled in that one you know all the way through thick and thin to the end of it, and and uh, he, you know he had his heart set on going there. Did he call you to let you know he wasn't coming here? Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about all that at great length, <laughs> great length. How does this year's class impact what you guys are going to be looking to do in 2010 as far as positions of need? I guess uh, shaping up after what? Yeah, the, there's yet. there's a couple things that happen here. You know with. Um, with the safety position in particular, you know, right now um, you, you see uh, uh, Taylor Mays and Will Harris, you know, kind of blossoming there in the late part of the season, and Josh Pinkard in that position as well some of the time. Uh, those three guys are all going to be gone. And so this is a really big year for us to make sure that we get, you know, competitive guys that can battle for playing time right now, but will be able to help us when that, when that 
you know that fallout occurs you know so um, that that's that's an indication of that uh, we'll we'll lose uh, you know last year's recruiting class uh, in the offensive line was really important because these this next year there's going to be a number of guys that'll take off so and the guys that add to, to this group here are all you know starting to get ready to fill those spots and, and make sure that you know we're not caught with a whole bunch of young guys having to play and not and not prepared and all that so uh, um, so there's some look there you know um, uh, you know, getting Jake Harfman, you know, solidifies the kicking situation for us, and we'll have good competition still with Joe Houston at that, at the place kick spots, and uh, um, and, and Jordan Congdon as, as well. But, um, but that's still, um, you know, that's a good spot for us to nail for, to nail it for the future, in the next couple of years. Um, the, you know, the for the future to have Matt Barkley, you know, coming in on this thing and going after the competitive opportunity, and but knowing that you have him for four years coming up and and, and is. You know, that's you have a great player that's working his way up in the system. That's that gives us the security of knowing that we have the kind of play potential over the long haul that we've had. You know, for the years we've been winning and all that. So that's a good deal for us as well. And you know, we don't know how far he can take the competition, but we know he's going to be here for the, for a long time. So those are those are the kinds of things. That, you know. Were there areas this year that you weren't able that you wanted to address and weren't able to? Um, well, we. You know, we just would have gone for more depth, you know, at, at, the, um, at, at a couple spots. But uh, we got guys in all the spots that we had to get guys in. You know, you know, so the running backs, there's no running backs in this class, you know. But uh, the next year's class will really obviously be a big deal for us. Um, but we, we thought that we could go with the group that we had. We're excited about that group now and didn't have to get another guy this year. Um, um, although there's, you know, there's... It's never over, and uh, recruiting's still out there, and so there's uh, still some exciting times ahead here. This recruiting season, it may be a little different than other ones. There are some really, really quality players that have not decided what they're doing yet, and uh, um, so we'll continue to, uh, to operate very aggressively um, in as long as there's opportunities there for us, and, and we're excited about some stuff that's going you know, still coming. We still have guys you know, planning on visiting, so um, we'll go well beyond the signing date in this one. In terms of numbers, how many more offers do you could you We just have? we just have a couple spots that we we could come up with. Then there then there's a few guys of the, for the couple. There's a few guys still out there, so we're excited about having the opportunity to still stay in the in the hunt and see if we can get something done there. You have a lot of um, pass rushers in the class and a lot of guys who can defend the pass. Is that in any way a product of or a reaction to kind of the way the college football is trending toward? All the wide open passing. Sort of thing. Well, maybe uh, it's trickled down to the high school level, and there's just a lot no. Of I, that's that's a good observation. That that it that is definitely you know half of our schedule is wide open spread offenses. You know, and, and uh, um, the other half is pretty you know more fundamental you know classic football than, than that. Um, we're always looking for fast guys. We're always looking for edge players. You know, with the way that. Uh, like Devon Kennard is a guy that, that plays like an outside linebacker at defensive end. You know he can do he can look the part in both uh, manners. And uh, um, you know as we you've seen us in the last if you watch the transitions over the last couple of years, you know we're at one time Kush uh, was playing you know in the defensive end spot with Dallas Sarts, and then when when uh, Dallas took off and Kush went back and 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 Everson showed really good promise there playing as a defensive end. We were a little more classically looking like a four three team, and then when Clay Matthews really just you know, just exploded on the scene last year. You know, he get, got us back into a four linebacker principle, which for us, I've always told you, it's just interchangeable in our in our in our thinking. It's it has to do with the athletes, uh, and and so we have a couple different guys that could really play the Sam or the Leo spot, or it could be true defensive ends. And so we just need to see sort it out as we go through it. Um, 
but you know we, we lost um, three guys last year at the defensive end spot. So as, you know with, with Clay and um, Kyle and um, and Joe Washington leaving, you know, so we had to hit that spot big right now, and we're not. We're still thin there, even with the guys coming in. It's still a thin position, and guys will be uh, will will be involved in the playtime right from the beginning. So, um, but uh, yeah, we're always looking to be faster so that our perimeter game is always there for us to to match up with the teams that that do want to you know play with uh, always with three and four wide receivers. There are always deep guys who commit and then decommit. I'm sure it seemed like there was maybe more of that on a national scale, and even here, some more guys were. Long-time commitments, and then kind of backed out. The last yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I'll, I'll level with you on that one. It seems like guys that committed really early, you know, had a hard time sticking with it, and it, you know, and we saw that around the country. You know, uh, um, there's an there's an obvious effect there. Guys that have committed really early, and everybody that's recruiting the kids know where he's going. All focus their their attack on one school. When they don't know where a guy's going, they they're battling with everybody's issues. So um, it does, you know, it does lend it uh, to a, you know a kid's under barrage, you know, more so when when uh, they commit early. So um, we've noticed that for years, you know, and, and, and particularly when you go out of state and you're in uh, some of the smaller states, you know, that have predominant um, state schools and all of that, you know, that it's hard on those kids and hard on the families, and, and uh, we've seen that the impact of that. In both directions, you know, we, we've we've been able to make it through some of those battles, but we've also seen that late on in the recruiting process, it's hard on the kids to continue to hold on to their commitments. Can you fight that by maybe not taking as many early commitments? Or well, there's there's you know there's you know there's ways you have to deal with it. I mean, I, you know, you got to do what you got to do in every case. Is you know you, do, you have, I, we feel we have to deal with it individually, but um, we're we're well in tune with. Um, letting families and kids know that if you commit early, this is going to put you in this kind of position and prepare them for it. And sometimes the families are willing to go for it in that manner, and sometimes they, they don't, you know, and they, they, they realize it and they, they change their tack there somewhat. So uh, um, this was a particularly <laughs> exciting couple of days. Now, stuff was flying, you know, and everybody was working hard, and uh, it was fun, you know. We couldn't get a, a wink of sleep last night, you know, and um, which was, that's part of this deal, you know. It was awesome and it was fun and exciting and all that. And we battled every one of them, you know, we're slugging it out through the through the process and it was a uh, it was really fun. Good what challenge. Does, uh, what does Barkley already being a role what can I do for him for the quarter competition? Gosh, it's all it's all you could hope for. In this situation that came up, you know, when when we were recruiting Matt a long time ago, you know, we talked about the, the opportunity that, that Mark Sanchez might have if he's if he hits it right and he's really a great football player, maybe he has the opportunity of coming out early. And and sure enough, I mean, right after the day we were in here and we were doing our thing with the podium and all that, you guys remember? The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, we went right back into our staff meeting, or in the in um, team meeting, and the, one of the first guys I ran to was Barkley, you know, and he's looking at me, <laughs> his eyes were like this, you know, and I said, it happened, didn't it? You know, here you go, just what we talked about and what you were dreaming about, well, here you go, and, and uh, um, so he is here ready to take full advantage of jumping in with both feet uh, to, you know, to give himself the best opportunity to battle against Mitch and, and Aaron and Garrett and, and see how far he can take it. You know, as we will always do, the, the newest guys to us are the ones that need to, we need to see the most. And so our young guys come in here and we throw them right to the front and put them in with the first group and start looking at them and how they fit in with the guys that have been around the program to see how they handle it and to see where they fit and to see if they're comfortable with that level and see how they've prepared
prepared to get themselves, you know, uh, uh, avail themselves for these opportunities. And Matt's going to be one of those guys. You know, we've had uh, the work from these the other kids in the last, uh, you know, these last couple camps and things. And you now Matt's going to get a great look. And we want to find out where he fits in and, and try to gain that information and that knowledge to help us, you know, go about, you know, deciding how to map out the competition as we go through it. And it's always my job to, to, to give the guys a really good competitive opportunity. You know, it, it doesn't do a guy any good to just sit back and watch around here. You've got to get out there and play and show us who you are and what you're all about. And so we'll try to do a, uh, you know, a fantastic job at doing that and, and uh, we'll you know, see where that takes us. But it is a great asset. And not only that, he'll be so so much much better transitioned for the summertime, and he'll he'll uh, instead of just getting into the late uh, session of summer school, he'll have a chance for both sessions of summer school. And that you know when we graduate, or when we finish the year early in May, uh, he'll be in the, the first session and the second session. All of those little additions just make him that much closer to being prepared and competitive, and and it'll put the heat on the other guys. You know, obviously that's what this is all about: it's competition, and and we, we'll be talking about it a lot. You guys will get sick about it, and I'm sick of it, but. You won't get sick of me, though, right, Gary? You just get sick of me. How has the yeah. recruiting process changed over the eight or nine years you've been here? Um, well, we're you know we, we we can reach out now. You know <laughs> we can get out there a lot better than we could at the beginning, uh, the first couple of years across the country. You know, guys early on uh, that, that made a difference. You know, the, the the kids from New Jersey, Mike Mike Williams doing a you know big time job of coming in there, contributing as a freshman, and and Cush and Dwayne and. Uh, Keith Rivers and all those guys have given us Patrick Turner have given us the ability to really have a scope where we can we can find a battle out, you know uh, ground out there. I think we have seven guys or something like that mm -hmm. from out of state you know in this group and uh, something like that and and uh, that's a that's a good number for this you know for the, the commitments that we have. Um, so our scope and our, and our visibility is there. It has also changed drastically in the in, in that how other people recruit against us. You know the success that we've had and the success we've had in recruiting over the years has uh, has made you know enough headlines and and, uh, and, uh, and got enough visibility where people recruit against us and talk constantly to our kids like they can't they won't be able to play here and we keep proving them wrong year after year after year and uh, so um, you know I think our the success we've had with our young kids playing early you know I I heard guys on the, the TV today talking. But Jesus, it seems like there's a lot of freshmen playing nowadays, you know. Well, yeah, th that, that may be true. I don't know what the numbers are, but we've believed in that for, since we've been here. And, and I don't know if, it's, if people, other people see it that way or not, but it, it's the truth. You know, we've had tremendous success with our young kids, and particularly the young kids from out of state making an impact early and being a big factor in this football team. And so um, that's, that's it. That, that whole, the result of all that has changed somewhat the focus and how it goes. You know, when we got rid of the uh, the text messaging thing, that was a great thing. It was really good. You know, we, that was that was really accelerating the process with the communication uh, ability of coaches and to the kids, and that got settled. But then now the email things back. You know, now you can email. You know, so and everybody's got emails on their phone, so it's not that far removed from what it was. So, you know, technology we're, we're like two steps behind. You know, but we're we're battling, it. and that does effectively. Uh, you know, um, you know, create some some changes in it. The visibility of the the tremendous shows on the networks and, and uh, you know, uh, ESPN. Uh, the coverage was extraordinary today. You know, and, and it has been the last couple of years, and um, it, it's almost like draft day now. You know, and uh, the, all of the kids getting their um, their moments. You know, to to express you know where they're going and the hat shuffle and the you know all the thing. You know, um, you know, it, it's it's different than it was and and. Um, 
the all-star games and you know the combines, all of that stuff has just continued to um, escalate and, and become more more effective. Really, they're they're effective tools for all of us in recruiting, and you know we'd hate to not have them because they're they're a great advantage for us. But it, and it also has given kids more exposure for more opportunities, and it's been a beautiful thing. So um, I don't think it's been a bad thing. It's it's different, you know. And the bad part of it, and I guess in one sense, is it just seems like things are coming so fast at these young kids, you know, and so early, but. Um, you know, we can't stop it. I don't think it's going. Do you enjoy it now as much as you did a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was a blast. You know, I woke up Eddie O last night. You know, and you know, I said, "What are you doing sleeping?" You know, he was about three thirty in the morning. You know, Eddie O's around, and, <laughs> and and so he turned around and tried to catch me this morning. You know, thinking he'd wake me up after he got back out there in the east. You know, and. Uh, you know, so we we have a there's a certain kind of flavor of uh, how we do this, and I know that up in Washington, Sark, those guys were they were hitting it hard. Now they they were battling up there, and uh, so um, it is fun. Yeah, it, it, I still like the heck out of it. I hate when we don't get the guys that we thought we were going to get or we wanted to, you know. But but that's that's part of this game, and uh, you just don't get them all. Well, how's Jeremy Bates' role the last couple of weeks, and? How do you use him going forward? It's been a little bit difficult for Jeremy and, and Brian uh, Schneider to jump in uh, full, you know, with both feet. They've uh, helped us. Um, of course, uh, Brian did a great job recruiting Jake, uh, the kicker, and, and all that, and contributed and helped us out, you know, and, and we tried to catch him up uh, with the flow of things, but not really throw him right in the middle of it. We're just too far down the road. Uh, of course, um, Jeremy jumped right in, you know, with anybody that had to do with offense when, they, when they're here on campus and their visits and all of that. You know, they were just here for a couple weeks. So uh, those guys really went through the recruiting weekends and had, had as much fun as anybody, you know, learning what's going on. So, But they will uh, grow into incredible recruiters. And we just felt like we were so far along with the relationships. Now, the one guy that really hit it uh, and, and did a good job was Jethro Franklin. And he, he had to jump right on board with the defensive lineman, and he just went right back into it, you know, and because he'd been with us before. His his uh, transition was seamless. He went right into it and was a big factor in, in Devon Kennard, uh, a big factor in Kevin Green, a big factor in, in Loney Van Gupo, and and uh, you know really solidified those guys. And, and uh, he's a big personality and a great guy. And, and coming from the league and all that really added a bunch to us. When you went to sleep last night, how different uh, did you went? Did this piece of paper look from what you thought? Looking at how did you know I went to sleep last night? Oh yeah, night? you said you did yeah, sleep. No, I know how I got it. I, I I fell off a couple times, but not when Eddie, but not when Eddie called me though. I was up. <laughs> Make sure he hears that. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't get the question. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> how, how different does this piece of paper look right now than what you thought might happen when you at least tried? Well, it, there was there was kind of like it, it, we got guys that we thought would just take a shot at and hope yeah. we can get them, and boom, they came on, and then a couple guys that we thought we might be able to nail, boom, they went the other way. So it really just kind of traded spots for us. Uh, and the numbers were, were very close. Uh, the, the fact that there's a, a few really big-time players that are still out there was important to us, knowing that we might have a shot at them uh, to hold off in a couple spots. So um, we can be really competitive and aggressive in going after it, and, and uh, we'll see what happens here. You know, and um, so it, the numbers of scholarships came out. You know, we know, if we can't hit those guys, then we'll come up a couple short on it. But but it's worth the opportunity in, in having those scholarships available to us. So. Um, but you know, there was it was it was moving though, and it went both ways. We thought we were out, and, and then bang, we're back in it, and then we're out, we're in, and then we're out. And, you know, it was really crazy. So it was a, it was a lot of fun. Last year with one, so, I mean, you guys don't sound like you think that that would be fun, but it, it really is. It's fun. <laughs> it's, it sounds like watching CNN on election night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had the, the, the maps up, and we had all this stuff. <laughs> Did you win Hawaii? <laughs> 
Uh, that was, that's the 50th state, right? We went 50-50 in Hawaii. <laughs> Last year uh, with one event, you said that you had expected another letter of intent. Do you expect that things are done for today? I know you talked about a few guys that would be visiting in a few weeks. Um, no, we're not done. We're not done. No, there's, uh, no we're, we're still competing today, and, and we'll um, really for the next – there's a chance to be competing for the next couple of weeks, the way things are lined up right now. Any of those go as long as trial priorities last year? Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's one of them that could go a long time. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think that is? What do you think guys are taking that much? It's, it's sort of a new trend that's happening now. Um, because the uniqueness of the situation, I can't talk much yeah. about it, but but the uniqueness of the situation allows one one prospect to he can wait. You know, he he, he can he can wait it out. So, um, you know. I don't know if it's a trend or not, but you know these are really highly rated players, and they've got a big, big decision, and you know they they have the opportunity to take the time, so they are they're, they're utilizing it. You know, this is the first day you can sign, not the last day. You know, so um, it seems like it, you know you have to hurry up and sign. You know, but that's not really the case. You got all these guys signed, but I guess how many of these guys are now still have work to do academically to get? It? This is a really good academic class for us. This is one of the best we've ever had, and, and uh, the, the group GPA is is really big. And we've got you know a couple of kids going to uh, you know business business direction, a couple of kids going in the medical medical field direction. Um, so we're but there's always a few kids you know that we'll be we'll be watching, and um, but we wouldn't be this far along unless we thought everybody's going to make it. You know we we don't take chances on guys. We think they're we're very uh, you know. Very focused on making sure that our guys have, are going to get a great shot at getting this done. But there's always some things that can occur, so we have to, you know, take care of our business. What do you tell guys who are interested in taking a mission or going on a mission after they start school? Well, we have never had the, uh, a guy go on a mission, you know, and, and um, very few of the guys we've ever recruited really even talked about it, and it. Um, uh, you know, we we don't have um, a lot of background in that, um, but it's we just take every case you know individually and, and see what the situation is and, and talk with families and all that kind of stuff. So. Would uh, would Teo have been allowed to uh, go on a mission? Or would, were you giving him uh, the, the guys in this class that that the guys in this class that that were considering that we're all in the same boat and that we would you know, we were going to entertain the, the thought to do it, yeah you know supporting so them in every way yeah we, we were in in the uh, you know in of the thought that we were going to support them in whatever they wanted to do and, and help them through that the best we could we good all right uh yeah 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 um we do we did um just a couple of days ago got the word on josh pinkert that he he finally got his full clearance uh to come back um, you know, in, in, interestingly, on I think the same day that, that that happened, Josh also got invited to the combine, you know, uh, to go with the NFL. But but Josh is committed on coming back, and and uh, uh, we're really, you know, excited. And this has always been one of my favorite guys in the program, and to see Josh get another chance to uh, uh, to play for SC is is. Um, you know, along with Jeff Byers, those guys have definitely been here a long time. Uh, you know, you remember back to Jeff Byers, just to digress for a moment. Jeff came in here in the mid-year of his high school senior year, you know, so he's been here forever. He might have been here as long as I've been here. I don't know. I think, I think he may have. But we're thrilled to have those guys. They're great, great team guys and great performers for us. 
that concluded what we had in the press conference in the Varsity Lounge of Heritage Hall. But he did gather with the media outside afterwards, some of the beat reporters, talking to them, answering a little more candid questions. Uh, this first one he was answering was talking about Manti Teo. I've got about 11 minutes of audio from this one. So here's Pete Carroll addressing the beat writers about what was going on with this 2009 recruiting class. First question up was all about Manti Teo. That we've had and didn't have them, and, you know, and went the other way as well. We didn't have them, and then we got them. And we went back and forth with guys. We were all over that one, you know, because he just visited. And, you know, he was up all night, you know, and we kind of figured it out. What did he say? You know, what did he call him? I just, I'm not, 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 i am not 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 i Make an effort in the right A lot of out of state guys. What do you look for when you're going out of state? We're looking for number one draft picks. <laughs> Clearly. For guys who think they will wind up being number one draft picks. That's always been the criteria. You know, that's, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be just great weight speed you know, stuff. It's, it's performance. Um, we're looking for guys who think we will fit into that kind of category. And, and, um, and we're trying to find the best kid in the states, you know, in the state. That we're going in, and uh, arguably that's kind of what you know, the whole position going up, and it's arguably what these guys are. So, um, and it's why that it's because they're such high level players, that's why we've come here to do it. It's a really big time player. You know, we only have so many best guys in the state, you know, so um, it's, it's worked out. How surprised are you with the lack of experience on the team? You couldn't sign a middle linebacker. Well, you know, we didn't really look at it to try to get a middle linebacker. You know, we didn't have linebackers, we were trying to get guys. We have enough flexibility with the guys we have. We're just trying to get the best guys we could get at the spots. And, uh, you know, so hopefully, um, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, if you look at uh, you know, Jarvis Jones playing inside, he's listed sometimes as a defensive end, other times as an outside linebacker. If you see him in the film when he's an inside linebacker, he was more spectacular there in, in our evaluation. So, um, he can play everywhere, and uh, um, Frankie was, um, you know, in our in our system, guys that play the will and the mic spots, you know, are behind the line of scrimmage most of the time, and uh, uh, Frankie Telford can do that. He can play just like Keith and Toluca and, and Cooney can play. So he's a player that's a little bit smaller than some guys, but he's way faster than anybody we've ever had. And so, uh, um, you know, we're hoping that that, that attribute will really, you know, let him jump out. And, He's the fastest linebacker. Yeah, he 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 ran four three nine two weeks ago in a, in a workout. So man, that's But you went from maybe signing the top two middle linebackers in the nation to none. So that's a big change. And well, we we yeah, we were on you know we were on the guys you know and, and uh, they were all part. I mean, if you, we were trying to get everybody you know everybody that we could. And, Surprised when we were able to get Frankie and, and Jarvis, you know, and, and uh, so those guys kind of you know, they, they boosted it up when a couple of guys go the other way and they boosted us back up again. Just with the three big guys that maybe some family members didn't, how, how big, big a factor were parents in the 
situations there. Well, right? apparently, you know, it always big. it always looms as, as a huge factor, you know, and, and uh, um, you know sometimes it works for you and sometimes it works against you. That you know, kids from long distance, you know, the parents say, "Oh, you're, you know, I don't want a kid to leave the state, I want to stay close to home." That that definitely jumped up, and, and uh, um, you know, you have to recruit the parents as well as the kids, you know, and figure out you know who's going to make the call, and sometimes. It's, it's you know that's the biggest challenge is to make sure you're on the right one, you know, with the right emphasis. You talked a little bit about how crazy this year was. What did you learn from kind of the craziness? Just the, the, the old lesson that you have to continue to figure out who's going to make the call, you know, in the family situation. Sometimes it's the coach, sometimes it's a mentor, sometimes it's a big brother, um, and you know it could be the mom or the dad. You know, it could be anybody. You have to figure that part out. And uh, there, there, you know, there were some. So in this class in particular, there were some individual family connections that really played a huge part in the decisions of kids. And, and, and I'm, I'm talking about five different guys. And, and I'm talking on in both directions, guys that came here because the parents really championed the cause of, of kids mm -hmm. coming out here, you know. And so um, you don't always get that on the far way, you know, in the, the, the recruits. And so... You know, I mean, I can't say it was all parents all fighting against us in this case because we had some remarkable families that really saw this as a great opportunity and gave us the chance to get kids when you normally wouldn't, you know, or it would be very difficult. It all has to play out with how these guys develop, but yeah. how would you compare, at least on signing day, this class to some of the... Uh, I, I don't know that, you know, with when you have a chance at the quarterback in the class, I mean, I think in, in his last year, we didn't, is that right? We didn't, remember we talked about that, we didn't have a quarterback last year. It's hard to... To, to get better than what we just did, we just got the best quarterback in the country in a situation where we need a guy to jump in here and battle for the you know playing time. So I, I think uh, that's huge, and, and uh, this is one of the rare times when it happened kind of like that. It happened with John David as well. But remember, John was really young at the time, so it was he wasn't able to capture you know that opportunity. This is the first time we've had this, and, and I don't want to only be talking about Matt. It happens to be his recruiting class, but. Um, you know he's up against it with the other kids, but this is a, this is the, the the probably the rarest opportunity for a guy with the experience, with the play play behind him, and also the fact that he's in school early. You know, he really has hit it exactly right for you know for a guy to make a run at this thing. You said that Frankie was the first guy you guys were able to get out of Miami. Why, why had you not gone there for other guys before? Or? No, no, we had. No, we no, we have been down there, and we got really close, really close. Uh, a couple of kids and one one of the best linebackers we've seen in the last few years, all the way up to this, you know, called off with the parents, you know, he was coming, you know, kind of thing a year ago. So, um, you know, just hadn't been able to take anybody out of there. It is an absolute hotbed, you know. So many schools recruit there, not just the Florida schools, but all of the southeast and all of the big, big-time northern schools come down too because you can land in Miami, you know, and, and there's a tremendous uh, uh, talent pool down there. It's just been hard for us, you know, and... and uh, uh, so this was the first real guy. And this is a really well-rounded kid. He's a great student. And he's a, he's a, it's, 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 we're, I'm fired up as can be about it. You know. When did you know he was going to go? Um, well, you know, until the, the bell rang on the fax machine. And, uh, you know, everything else was going whatever you wanted. But in this, in this weekend, for this Wednesday's group, uh, he had to go over to the bell and ask for you know, have you ever been surprised with one of those fat shuffles? Or actually not knowing no. that was going to happen on one of those? Oh, no, yeah. We've, we've, we've been surprised. Um, <laughs> <laughs> surprises can happen in the midst of the shuffle, even, you know. But, um, 
that, but usually if you don't know and you see the hat shop, then you're out. <laughs> <laughs> How does Kennard compare to uh, Griffin coming out of high school? Um, he's a little different player, uh, different style player. Uh, uh, Devon looks a, um, kind of more experienced at doing more things, you know, as a stand-up guy and all that kind of stuff. If you remember, Everson was a, was a more accomplished tailback. He played a lot of tailback for, for his team. And, and, uh, Devon did play some offense, but, but he just seems to be really well-versed at playing on the edge, and he, he can you know, give you the look as an outside backer just as well and get down the stance and kind of roll up. Yeah, he has a great chase like Everson did. So they have some similar both past guys. Uh, he looks a little more uh, in the position. So one of these kids is like you really say as a sleeper, he's like maybe way better than maybe people realize uh, athletically or whatever. Is there one well, I don't. You guys couldn't have as much background on, on, on Jarvis. You wouldn't know as much about him. Um, you guys haven't seen him or heard that much about him. Frankie Telford, you wouldn't know either. Uh, uh, the local kids, uh, Byron Morris is, is a really versatile, all-around athlete. He can do a lot of stuff. And, and, uh, and then, you know, Patrick, there's nobody that's done, you know, shown more uh, kind of spiked plays at different positions and different situations than him, you know, blocking kicks and intercepting and taking balls away from guys. And not, but but the other one would be I mean, is James Boyd too, because this guy this this is a remarkable story of a guy that can do so much. I think he's leading the city in scoring and rebounding right now. He last week he had a he had a forty three point game at twenty eight boards, and he had a he had a thirty four point game at twenty eight boards, and I think the other night was twenty five and twenty two. I mean, this is an unbelievable kid. And remember, this is the kid that threw the ball seventy times against modern day. You know, and, and uh, gave him a run for it. You know, with a, a squad of about 20 guys, 26 kids on the team. You know, so this is a very unusual kid. And, and uh, you ever had a quarterback defensive lineman? No, we didn't. No, that's what I'm saying. We've never had a guy. You know, that's why he's the, the 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 most well-versed athlete we've ever tried to play at the spot. And and uh, nobody's just think like I was saying. Think of of any of the guys that we've had. You know, trying to do those things. You know, and none of those guys could play the hoops like that. Let alone drop back and throw passes all the way all year long. How did you get Byron Moore back after decommitting and stuff like that? Keep battling, you know. Keep battling. He he, he loved SC. He, he loved the school and his family loved it and, and all that. Um, he was just, you know, he was a guy that was just you know, trying to figure it out. And uh, and his heart was was really being at SC. He had to go. He made a couple visits at the end to kind of make sure and ensure that. And. Uh, I'm I'm not surprised that he came back because I know how much he loves SC. So I was more surprised that you know that he wavered in there. You know, was wondering if it was the right thing and all that. And you know that he's a our guys really do get focused in on when they commit early. Now I mean, there's so much that other you know schools will talk about, and it's basically about you know the competition and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, um, but the kids that, that come are the kids that are ready and, and can't wait for the competition. They're the kids that aren't worried about who else is playing at their spots. They know they're going to play. And I've, I've said that before. That that's really that you can hear them. You can hear them talk. They they, they don't even worry that because they know they're going to play and they do. And uh, so I, th I think it amazes people that kids play so early here. You know, and, and uh, I think it's because of the philosophy that pushing them to the front and giving them the chance and not just making guys have to sit on the back row and wait a couple years. You know, we don't think that way here. And, 
I think a lot of people are thinking that right now. You're seeing what the freshman can play if you if you go about it in, in an aggressive manner. Thanks for listening to this very special edition of the Peristyle Podcast. We call it a Trojan Blast. A little extra audio for you guys this week, a little extra podcast. We'll be back next week for our one-year anniversary on the Peristyle Podcast. Remember, you can check us out, peristylepodcast.com, of course, uscfootball.com. We will see you all next week.